0: secure from all
1: Welcome back to the evening service. How are y'all doing? Why'd y'all get quiet? Good to see you back in the house of the Lord. The choir director was mean and took us long today, so we'll have to talk to him about that later on. Would you stand to your feet? Let's praise the Lord this evening together. All sing with us, would you everybody? He is exalted, high the King is is exalted high on high. high, I will pray. you got born into this world sinners and Jesus pardon us. We get to celebrate this fact and celebrate him tonight. Can we have a wonderful time in the house of the Lord tonight celebrating him? Someone say hallelujah tonight. This last verse sing with me, would you? Great things he has done. great things he has done, and
0: great are
2: forward to a great night. Our choir soon. We have a special speaker, and we're excited that you're here tonight. Does anybody have 50 cents that I can borrow? Anybody <laughs> at all? I was at the restaurant today with the Rochester's, and a waitress came up and said, I have 50 cents. Can you do what you do? <laughs> I don't know who was behind that, but we're glad we're back in church tonight, and uh, looking forward to a great service. Any first-time visitors tonight, you'd slip up your hand. We have a card we want to get to. It looks like mostly home folks, but if you are visiting, slip up your hand. We're glad that you're here. We'll get that card uh, back from you at the information desk. We have a gift for you, and uh, we're glad that each of you are here tonight. A couple of things that I didn't mention this morning that I want to mention tonight is continue to pray for uh, Dale, who had surgery this week, and she's recovering. Also heard that the Daniels, both of them this past week, have been in the hospital. Mrs. Daniels is in the hospital right now. And then uh, also got the news this week that Brother Grubbs was put in uh, hospice care. Hospice will begin to come to the home there. So be praying for the Grub family, the Daniels, and Dale, as she recovers from surgery. And then uh, thank you to all those who came out to uh, Miss Kim's father's funeral on Saturday. And I appreciate each of you. But we're going to have a word of prayer tonight. And then our choir is going to sing. Lord, we do thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for all that you're doing. And The fact that you're continually working in our hearts and working in our lives and Father, I pray that you've used the reason tonight. And our special speaker, Lord, the message that you bring, so Lord, use it to stir us to do more for you. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. step from this life into eternity and i believe he would testify to us this evening that it is wonderful there and i'm thankful for the bible and the hope that it gives of eternal life let's stand together as a church as the choir comes down get around greet somebody tonight brother john's going to play us some music then we're going to come back together and worship some more
1: to the Lord here tonight. See how great is our God with me. and age too. tonight song really well. Feel free to sing with me. pardon bought for me and glorify I too shall be I'm actually gonna sing verse one one more time complet me no work of mine. Take, dear Lord, the place of Thine, Thy blood hath poured and bought for me, and I shall stand complete in Thee. Yea, justify, O blessed thought, and sanctify, salvation wrought, Thy blood hath part. Justify, oh blessed father and sanctify salvation wrought. Thy blood hath pardoned, bought for me, and glorified I too shall be. This last verse I like because we sing directly to the Lord, not just about the Lord and about what He's done, but we sing to him. It's personal and intimate. It goes like this. Dear Savior, I will before thy bar. All tribes and tongues assembled are. Among the chosen I will be at thy right hand complete and me. Yea, justify, oh, blessed thou and sanctify salvation wrought. Thy blood hath hard bought for me, and glorify, I too shall be. Let's go back and do verse one before Pastor Paul comes. Verse one.
2: That's a good song as we get ready to get our Bibles ready to hear our guest speaker. That song brings back a lot of good memories. That was our theme song for our single vision conference for a couple years running, several years ago. It's just a good reminder. But we're complete because of him. Nothing in and of ourselves, but we're complete in him. One of the, my favorite memories of single vision conferences Is when all those young people are in a pretty small room Compared to how many young people there are And they're singing songs like that And that, that room or that hotel or wherever What venue we're in starts to resonate those sounds And those praises to the Lord It's hard to believe that this coming year Will be our 10th year anniversary for single vision And we're already praying We're already thinking about what God's going to do Our theme for it will be Remember what God has done. Well, we're blessed tonight to have a guest speaker. Our guest speaker grew up in Rochester, New York. He was saved in 1984. He surrendered to serve in 1986 and became the assistant pastor of another Baptist church in 1992. He became the senior pastor of the same church in 2003 and he served there for 14 and a half years. And the Lord has graciously allowed him to move to Florida. And attend Community Bible Baptist Church. How many of you understand that's the Lord's grace when you move from New York to Florida? <laughs> Amen. But we're blessed to have them tonight. And tonight our speaker is Jim Gugino. Gugino. I think the mafia, I think the mafia is slowly joining our church. Last week, last week we had Taglarini, and this week, Gugino. Pastor, will you come and preach for us tonight?
3: Thanks, Brother
4: Paul.
3: That's right. Amen. Well, good evening. Good evening. Amen. amen. Good to see you. Yes, I know people in New York. Be careful. I'll tell you what, uh, with a, the, the name ending in a vowel, you know, you guys got to be careful about that. But, Amen. I am just grateful to be able to open up the Word of God the Community Bible Baptist Church and just want to thank uh, Pastor Stansel for allowing me this opportunity to stand behind this sacred desk and bring the Word of God. My wife and I have been attending for about eight weeks here, and so we've been very blessed and like to go forward with that and so forth. So we've been uh, very blessed and appreciate all the singing ministry, and even this, is the singing is gone, we'll go with the message, and I'm grateful when the Holy Spirit does that. And you know, the singing, and it certainly through a community, it prepares your heart to worship the Lord, and it opens your heart for the word of the Lord, and we get that here Community. So I praise the Lord for that. Uh, We won't be giving away money, uh, Brother Paul, unless he's going to give away money. We won't be giving away money today, but uh, tonight anyhow. But anyhow, uh, so once again, you know, I was up in Rochester, served there. I had the privilege of pastoring a church. No scandal, nothing like that. My wife and I just says, it's time to hand over the baton. Took a smaller church, ran up two services, built a building. After that, had a heart attack, you know, and all this. So we finally said, you know, we're going to just kind of hand over the reins. they got a young guy. They're doing great and really excited about what the Lord's doing up there in Webster, New York, right outside of Rochester. So, amen. Turn in your Bibles, please, to Genesis 28. Genesis chapter 28. Genesis chapter 28. I'd like my preaching to be like when you go through a buffet line and uh, you know what happens is you you know they put the vegetables first and I you could see I missed those right and then the potatoes but then you see that guy carving that nice uh, prime rib that medium rare that's the only way prime rib ought to be cooked and so they cut that prime rib right and here's the thing when you're looking at that prime rib you're not looking at the guy or the girl who's dishing it out amen you're looking at the meat so I hope today that's what happens amen. So let's pray. Lord, we love You. We just thank You for the Word of God and for the Spirit of God. And I pray, as we've already felt and had Your presence, I pray that we would have Your presence this evening, as the Word of God is preached, open our hearts to truth. We are not here because we have to be. We want to hear from heaven. I pray it would not be my Spirit, but Your Holy Spirit that does the work. May I just be a conduit and a vessel for these truths, encourage us and strengthen us from your word in Jesus name amen the bible says in romans 15:4 for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning you know the christian life is not for the lazy it's not for the intellectual lazy it's for folks who want to learn and that takes effort and that takes time and so these things are written for our learning That we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. And that's my plan. This evening, I want to convey a tremendous biblical truth that I hope you don't soon forget. You will see that it's going to be weaved throughout the Bible. That I believe God wants us to see and you've probably experienced in your life. Whether you've realized it or not, we're going to see this great truth. I'm going to preach this evening on the pillow and the pillar just want you to get it I heard the story about this Texan and he this man from India came over and he and uh, they were talking this Texan this man from India and he says uh, to him I he says listen uh, how big is your farm over in India he says well listen if you see that light post it's about that long and about that wide and that's how big my farm is he goes okay you want to know how big my ranch is well, if, you got, uh, if I got in my car at 6 a.m. for several hours, I wouldn't even reach the end of my ranch. And the man from Punjabi, India said, Oh, I know exactly what you mean. I've owned a car just like that. And so, you see what he... He's missing the point, amen? Well, I want to make sure you get the point tonight. Jacob, And our text, had previously swindled Esau out of his birthright. Esau comes hungry, he's tired, and he's weary, and, and, uh, and Jacob says, listen, now sell me your birthright, and I'll give you some pottage. And of course, uh, Esau's more interested in the flesh, and, and so he, he makes this exchange. And he takes advantage of a very weak and hungry man. Later on, he listens to his mother, and he cons his father into thinking that he's Esau. And he takes the blessing that was to be given to Esau. And Jacob takes that in great deception. And Esau finds this out as he comes back with the venison. You remember the story. And the only comfort that Esau was able to give himself per his mother was that I take comfort in this. That I will kill him after my dad is dead. And so Rebecca hears of this. Isaac hears of this. And they send Jacob to her brother Laban and Haran, hundreds of miles away. And so he's going to be on that journey. And this is where verse 10 starts for us. Let's look at verse 10. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And I want you to know he's going for his life. Esau wants him dead. And he lighted upon a certain place. And by the way, it's Luz, but that's that's some 30 to 40 miles away. He turned to Esau wants to kill him. He's, ah, He's hitting it, man. He's going. And so just think about that. And it says this, he tarried there all night because the sun was set. He took the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And by the way, that ladder we learn in John 1, 51 is a picture of Jesus Christ. Nathaniel says, uh, you know, he says he couldn't believe that Jesus knew that he was sitting under a tree. And, And Jesus says, you'll see the angels ascending and descending upon me. Jesus is the ladder. He's the only way to heaven, you see. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And notice what he says here. He says he has this dream, a ladder set up on the earth, and to have it reached to heaven. Behold, the angel of God ascending and desc- descending on it. John 1:51. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, "I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. Thou shalt spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And in thee and thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed." Behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and bring thee again into this land. And I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. Pillow and the pillar. This great truth I hope you get. Consider what, first of all, this pillow represents. First of all, it represents his loneliness. I mean, here he is. If you look at verse 11, and it says, He, he lighted. He went out. It's not they anymore. It's not Jacob and his mom anymore. It's not Jacob and his family anymore. It's not uh, Jacob and the crew that helped Isaac anymore. It's just Jacob. Jacob. And when he pillowed his hell, head, his head uh, on this, uh, as he pillows head on this stone, loneliness, aloneness, and that's what it represents. One of the things it represents. He has no family with him. He has no f- father by him. He has no mother to comfort him. He's a mama's boy kind of a guy, and he's utterly alone. He's not used to it. The Bible says in Genesis in chapter twenty-five that Esau was a man of the field, but Jacob dwelt in tents. This was not Jacob's forte. Jacob was used to being home. He was used to being near mom and near dad and near family. He wasn't used to being out on his own. He's 20, 30, 40 miles from home at nighttime now and he's alone. And I want you to know there's days and there's times where you will pillow your head on loneliness and aloneness. We all know that the size of the crowd never diminishes the extent of our loneliness. Here he pillows his head on a lonely pillow. Have you ever been alone? I've been alone. I've been alone. You said, man, a congregation of hundreds. I've been alone. And just no one can meet you where God can. Loneliness, aloneness. Not only that, this pillow represents fear. It says he tarried there all night. This was uncharted for Jacob. It's uncharted territory. Can I tell you, that's where fear rears its ugly head. Fear appears most where we appear least, right? I mean, the first time you end up in the hospital, man, that spirit of fear. I remember uh, when, when I uh, had, heart, had the heart attack, I don't remember which part of it, but I just remember that sudden fear. It overcomes you. And I remember reading Proverbs chapter 3. It just helped me out. It says, be not afraid of sudden fear, neither the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. And this is how the Lord spoke to me. For the Lord shall be thy confidence. He shall keep thy foot from being taken. I just praise the Lord for that. But I'm saying there's times you will face times of fear. And worry and anxiety. And here Jacob is, mom's not around and dad's not around. It's just him. Esau would thrive. He could barely survive. That's Jacob. He's afraid. Never walked this path before. I was listening to a sermon. You tell how exciting my life is. I was listening to a sermon of someone read a Charles Spurgeon sermon. That's about how exciting my life is, you know. And, uh, but anyhow, fear thou not, he preached, thou worm Jacob. Fear thou not, you know. I'm with thee. Here, here's something to help you. If the spirit of fear overcomes you, it didn't come from God. He hath not given us the spirit of fear. And there will be times, it will be Satan herself, and that spirit of fear overcomes us at times. It didn't come from him. He gives us the power of God and the sound mind and so forth. That spirit, the right spirit. It's a pillow of fear. It was a pillow of loneliness. It was a pillow of loss. He left his home. He left his mom and dad. He's not the hunter. He's worried about being hunted. And everything's changed. It's amazing in life how quickly things change, friend. It's amazing how quickly things change. I met a lady the other day, and she said, Just three weeks ago, nothing was wrong with my husband. But uh, in the morning we talked, he laid his head down again, he died just uh, just like that Whew. loss are you facing aloneness, loneliness loneliness are you are you facing maybe you're pillowing your head on the stone of loneliness or fear or loss seems the older we get the more we experience loss one of the great truths of the Bible. It's just that all scripture is true, but it says, the outward man perisheth. Who can say amen to that? I'm, I'm living that Bible truth, I can tell you that. Have you lost some health? Have you lost some family members? Maybe finances, maybe employment, maybe opportunities that were there, they're no longer, I don't know, but loss. This is what Jacob is experiencing. This is how he's pillowing his head down in this night in Bethel. Bethel, which was Luz at this time before it was named Bethel. It was a stony wilderness place. No streams, no water, just a, 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 nothing you know, great. Just wilderness. And it was a it was a pillow of loss. Can I tell you another pillow it was? It was a pillow of failure. He was pillowing his head. See, he was in a place of his own making. Can I tell you this? <clears throat> whatever you want to say. The older I get, the more I realize it's my fault. I'm just telling you. you no, know, I said I could have done that different, that different, that different. that, You know, all that. You know. And here he is, just pillowing his head, saying, "What have I done?" You know, it was a moral failure. When his mother told him what they were going to do, he did not argue with her about the morality of it. He argued with her about the difficulty of it. How are we going to get away with this? He pillowed his head on that stone because he failed, because he was sinful, because he was selfish. And how many have pillowed your head and i pillowed my head plenty of times on that stone? His own making. But I want you to know something. Your failures and my failures are not beyond the ability of God's and beyond the grace and forgiveness and restoration of God. And I want to just encourage you this way don't let Satan take you to the shore to view the sea of all your failures. I think what we do as Christians is we, we remember what we should forget and we forget what we should remember. How many times, we heard this morning, forgetting those things are which are behind, I press toward the mark. How many times do I allow Satan to take me to the sea of, of all of my failures? Start thinking about all that. That's, that's not of the Lord, friend. That's not of the Lord. Satan wants to make us guilty. The Holy Spirit convicts. Uh, 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 Satan is going to be general about our evil. uh, The Holy Spirit is going to be specific. And so he just, just likes to bring it all up again, you see. Don't let Satan do that. So here's this Going to be this third patriarch. Here's the grandson of great Abraham, the man of faith, wealthy Isaac, and here he is, alone in Bethel, a wilderness, a stony place, no, no water. He's alone, he's fearful, he's got great loss here. He's he's thinking of his own failure. And I want you to remember this: don't put a period in your life where God puts a comma. It's not over yet. The story's not done yet. Number one, the pillow of stone. Number two, the place where God met him. The place where God met him. Would you look at verse 15 with me? And the Bible says, And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again unto this land, for I will not leave thee till I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. I want you to know when Jacob was lonely and Jacob was fearful and Jacob had suffered loss and Jacob was peeling his head on his own failures. God showed up and things changed. And we'll see that. One of the most difficult times for Jacob's life, God showed up. My friend, the circumstances were still the same. The rock was just as hard. The night was just as dark, but God showed up. And maybe our circumstances won't change and our geography won't change. But what happened was an inward work of God in Jacob's life and his perspective changed. And that's what we need, a biblical, godly perspective for our problems, for what we're up against. God met him in that place of loneliness. He met him in that place of loss and fear and failure. God revealed three things in this loneliness of this man's life. Number one, his presence. In verse 15, I am with thee. I am with thee. I don't know about you, but there are times that I, in my life, and I, 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 you, you think of what Job said. in Job 23, he says, Behold, I go forward, and he is not there. And backward, and I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he doth work, he says, But I cannot behold him. And Job says this, get this, He hideth himself. Have you ever had that I have, I say, God, where are you? On the right hand, he says, I cannot see him. The Bible says in verse 10, buddy, he, but he knoweth the way that I take. He knows. When I am trying to come forth as gold, we may feel that he hideth himself, but God was there the whole time. Job says, where's God? Job, he's there the whole time. The whole time he was there. I heard this from a preacher one time. I think it'll help you. Earth is for faith, heaven is for understanding. We will not have all the answers down here. Don't try to figure it out. That's why Proverbs 3 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Don't rest in what you can figure out. We can't figure it out. We're not Him, we're not God. Maybe we're like Elisha as Elijah and him are separated by the chariot and horse of of, of fire and they're separated and the mantle drops and and, and, uh, Elisha takes up the mantle and goes to the Jordan and says, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Where are you, Lord? We've lost the the chariot of Israel and, and the soldiers thereof. Maybe we're like Jacob. Look at this verse in verse 16. Check this out. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep. He said, look what he says. Surely the Lord is in this place. Now watch it. And I knew it not. And that's the truth right there. I mean, in my, my, my greatest times of loneliness, greatest times, I, I, you know, just like you, you put your, you're, you're sitting down and you put your head in your hands and you How in the world am I going to get through this thing? He's there. Whether we know it or not, he's there. He's there. Wherever you find yourself, look what it says in verse, you got to see this in verse 15. I love this. And he says this, and behold, God is speaking to Jacob in his dream. I am with thee and will keep thee, watch it, in all places. You say, you say, Pastor, does that mean the graveside? All places. You mean at the hospital when I, I got to have surgery? Yeah, all places. You mean when my loved one has to undergo that uh, procedure? Yeah, yeah, all places. You know, I mean when they, when they spoke bad of me or they, they did ill for me and they mistreated me, all places. I'll be with you in all places. Get that down. He says, Jacob, and you know all places meant for Jacob? Well, let's see, Uh, Laban changes changes his wages ten times, mistreats him, lies to him about wives. You remember the whole thing with Rachel and Lee and all that thing. All places, Jacob, I'll be with you. All places. You know what else the Lord gives him at this time? Not just his presence, but he gives him his promises. Would you look at verse 13? And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. Verse 15, Behold, I am with thee, will keep thee in all places where thou goest, and who will bring bring thee again unto this land? For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of. You know what we have? We have his presence and we have his promises. And in the time of fear and loneliness and heartache, And tears and loss, reacquaint yourself with the promises of the Word of God. In life's most difficult times, we do least what we should do most. I have often, when there have been difficult times, often listened to those clamoring noises in my head of fear. And worry and anxiety, all the while ignoring that still small voice that says, peace, be still, peace, be still, while fear and anxiety and we're, are yelling, you know. Get a hold of those promises. Hey, let, 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 me, let me give you this, too. We need to know the promises of God for our life. Would you agree with that? But let me tell you where folks get discouraged real easy. We ought to know what God promised for us and what He has not promised to us. Many Christians walk away from the Lord to get discouraged and bitter God. I prayed and I fasted and they didn't get healed and this didn't change and that didn't change. Be careful to know what He has promised and what He has not promised. You think He's failed you? He hasn't failed you. Man is born into trouble. As the sparks fly upward, you're going to have trial. We're going to have trouble. We're going to have heartaches. We're going to look through our tears at times. He hasn't promised that we will never go through hard times. He's just promised to be with us during those times and empower us through those times, but not that those times would be absent from us. So nobody's promised. But don't discourage because you're hanging on something that God never promised to you. It's important to, to remember that. His promises. Not only that, His power. He says in verse 15, I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. All places. I remember this verse, one of my main verses for 2019. The Lord just just, just spoke to me on it. It just was a very, very difficult year. Psalm 20, 73 verse 26. Psalm 73, 26 says, My flesh and my heart faileth. I'm tired and I'm discouraged. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And I just said, man, I'm wiped out and I'm tired. I don't know how I'm going to get through the next day, but he's my portion and he's my strength. He's my all in all. Take it all. It doesn't matter. As long as we have Jesus, that's all that matters, you see. He's my inheritance. He's really all that we need. Now, you're going to get discouraged when I tell you this point. This is the main crux of the message. I haven't hit it yet. Here it is. The Pillow of stone place where God met him. Thirdly, the pillar of worship. And here's what I want you to get. Let's read verse 18. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. Here's what I want you to get. This is amazing. This is the truth. This is what I want you to walk away with right here. Remember how he pillowed his head on fear, loneliness, failure. That same pillow, after God showed up, That stone, he took it and put it here, poured oil on it, and worshiped God. That same pillow became a pillar of worship. I'm saying there's going to be times in your life and you just say, this is the worst time in my life and I'll never get through it. I'll never see light again. And over a little bit of time, you'll look back and it will be a place of worship because you saw God show up and you saw God help you through it. You saw God deliver, you see. And so it was that same pillow. He takes that rock and he pours that oil and worships God. Amen. That fear you're experiencing, you look one day and say, God got me through that thing. He helped me through that thing. Woo, glory, you're going to say. Pillow became a pillar. The same one. The same one. And that's the truth we see throughout the word of God. After, who, after God revealed who he is and what he says and what he can do. You know, want to know the truth is? We'll look at that in a minute. God can bring good out of evil. That's it. Psalm 84, maybe, you know the verse maybe? It says this. It says, Who passing through the valley of Baca... That valley, Psalm 84, 6, the valley of Baca, weeping, make it a well. The idea is that place of weeping can become a place of refreshing. I love this. Hosea 2, watch it now. It's truth. You see it all over the Bible. Hosea 2, the valley of Achor, Achan curse, became what? A door of hope. What? The valley of Achor? With God became a door of hope. God brings good out of evil. That same pillow you put your head on and that fear and that loneliness and and that heartache and that burden and that loss, you turn around and you say, I see God in it and he helped me and he delivered me and he got me through it. Glory to his name. So that one thing you cried over, you're praising God for. The pillow becomes a pillar. When God shows up, listen, it's it's all throughout the Bible. It's all throughout even, even history. When you look at the persecuted church under the... Under the pagan Roman Empire. The time of pain and loss and evil from those 10 emperors. And there was weeping and crying, and saints were being killed, but there was revival. And there was an awakening, and Satan just couldn't stamp out the church. God bring, brought good out of evil. That pillow, he made into a pillar. Nehemiah 13, too. because they, the Moabites, met not the children of Israel with bread and with water, but, that is, Balak, the king of the Moabites, hired Balaam, remember that? Balaam the prophet, the gainsaying and all that, Balaam uh, uh, hired Balaam against them. I want you to get this, here it is, here's the principle, that he should curse them. But God turned the curse into a blessing. That's what it says. Howbeit, in spite of that, our God turned the curse into a blessing. The pillow of curse became a pillar of blessing. David and Bathsheba. No one would put their stamp of approval on David and Bathsheba. Murder, adultery. We could, we're not going to discuss that and all develop that, but you get the idea, you remember what happened. But with true repentance, as seen in Psalm 51, pouring out your heart, I'm guilty of blood guiltiness. You know, blood guiltiness, shedding innocent blood, and I'm guilty of it. He's broken, he's contrite before God, and he comes before God. And here's what happened, friend the first child dies. That second child, God calls Jedediah, beloved of the Lord, you know, David and Bathsheba, beloved of the Lord, uh, his name is Solomon throughout the Bible, peace, and every, and Solomon, Solomon takes the throne, so that every time you look at Solomon, you can see that God, right brother, is a God of forgiveness, and a God of restoration. And just a God of of goodness, you see, and grace as he takes this this terrible beginning, brings good out of it. God chooses Jedediah Solomon, to become the king. I believe just showing his mercy, not putting a stamp on sin because there was real repentance, but showing his mercy brings good out of evil. The pillow... Heartache and sorrow became a pillar of worship. Naomi, she is with her husband and her two boys. There's no bread in Bethlehem. So, the Bethlehem, the house of bread, there's no food. It's famine. So they go to the Moabites. They leave full. But after 10 years, her husband dies, her boys die. She's got two daughters-in-law and she comes back with Ruth. You know what she says? They say, this is, this is Naomi. That means sweet one. This is Naomi. She goes, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. Call me bitter. I went out full and I came back empty. The Lord hath dealt bitterly You just think, man, there's the period on that life. Mm Mm-mm. Comma. She has Ruth with her. (laughs) And Ruth, you know, through those circumstances and through God working. And here, Naomi holds a child named Obed, which is David's granddad. And she nursed it and all this and that. God brought good out of evil, friend. That's what he did. Oh, God just dealt bitterly. But you look back and say, look what God did. Look how he worked in this situation. Only he can do it, by the way. I remember one time getting a call from a lady. And uh, she wasn't a member of our church or anything. She was a a brother to a member of the church. And she called me and she says, my husband, blah, 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 blah. And I said, listen, I mean, you're mistreating her, the whole deal. You, You can imagine. And I just says, listen now, I don't have all the answers. But I know one thing. And bring good out of evil be patient surrender this to God be patient watch the Lord work it out and can I tell you he did he did He worked it out just give it to God put it in his lap and say God bring good out of this thing turn if you would to Philippians chapter 1 I'd like you to see that uh, you got to see this this is just a great truth same thing you said, boy I'm getting sick well, we're almost done I love the songs that we sang about tonight. Just the greatness of God, because God can only do what I'm talking about. Only God can make it so that pillow of loss and fear and 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 uh, failure and all that can become a pillar to worship at. Because He gets involved. Only He can do that. Check this out: Philippians 1:12. You know, you know the theme of um, Philippians. It's a rejoice in the Lord, but it's a prison epistle. Paul's in prison. And the theme is, rejoice the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. But Philippians 1.12 is just an awesome truth. Look what it says here. But I would ye should understand, brethren. He wants the people of the Philippian church to understand some. That the things which happened unto me, imprisonment and all that, have fallen out, I want you to circle this in your mind or your Bible, rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. You know what rather means? Instead of. I mean, we would think that now I'm in prison, my ministry would be, would be more straight and more narrow and less effective. But what happened is God got involved, and rather than my ministry was smaller, I was able to win the Praetorian Guard under the nose of Nero and see the gospel go to the world and uh, reach beyond, you see, the regions beyond. Because Paul was in prison winning these soldiers to the Lord who went out. Remember that word rather. Remember that word Rather. Oh, this is lost. This is this is the end of it. This is it for me. This is it for my family. This is it for whatever you're saying. You know, I'll never get past this. You watch out for that rather. Because you're gonna assume it goes one way. But with the Lord, it went rather onto more than we could have ever think. He does exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, you see. I guess what I want to do, I just want to brag on God, amen. Now listen, (laughs) if there was no Exodus 14, the Red Sea, there would have been no Exodus 15, the singing. If there was no giant in the Valley of Elah, there would have been no victory to rejoice in. When Goliath died, David took him out, and Israel won a great victory. And I'm saying there are times that God puts us through these things. Why? To show us how big he is. That's why. See, those trials and those heartaches that we go through, sometimes they are disguised as trials and heartaches and sorrows. God wants to show us how big He is and how strong He is, friend. That's what He's trying to do. He's trying to say, listen, I'm bigger than this. Here's what I think happens. We make too much of our problems and not enough of God. Can I say this? We get overwhelmed with our problems. Now watch it. We're underwhelmed with God. That happens to me. I see this overwhelming problem, and I see God, this tiny tiny little God over here that can't help me. That's what happens. I I don't know about you. I just want to be overwhelmed by God and underwhelmed because of that with my problems. That's all I want. Rather, rather. I want you to turn to another verse, please. Genesis 50. Genesis 50. I promise we'll be closing soon here. Here it is again, over and over again. The pillow becomes a pillar. That pillow of heartache and sorrow and tears with God involved becomes a pillar to worship God at. Joseph is the greatest, a great example of this. Boy, oh, I tell you what, anyhow. Genesis 15, look at verse 20. Now, if you remember, Jacob had just died, and they said, Hey, you know, uh, forgive. Well, they, he said, forgive us. He said, Forgive us. They said, Forgive us to Joseph. And look at verse 18. We'll start there. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am. In, for my, I am for am I in the place of God? Christian, watch it. You're not in the place of God. If someone asks for forgiveness, you give it. It's wicked. In Matthew 18. It's wicked. He says, thou wicked servant, you didn't forgive your brother after I forgave you. It's wicked not to forgive, friend. All right, anyhow. So, but here it is, verse 20. But as for you, he thought evil against me. Here it is. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to, such, to save much people alive. And I want you to think about how the stone that Joseph had to pillow his head on. Fear and loneliness and betrayal. His own brethren sold him into servitude. He was just lied about. He was imprisoned. He was forgotten. He was sold. And yet, because he stayed faithful to the Lord, he looks back and he says, I was sold by you. Psalm 106 But I was sent by God. And he looks back and remembers that pain and he sets up that pillar and just worships God for his working through. That, heartache. God got the glory because he brought good out of evil. He brought good out of evil. Can I tell you, this this may help you. God allowed Joseph to be mistreated by people for the will of God to save much people's lives. Here's what I'm saying. You may be in a specific situation in your life because of the mistreatment of people. Number one, God is in that place. Number two, God's going to bring good out of evil through that thing. If you let him. Don't get in the way. (laughs) I'm going to give you a verse here. I'll read it to you. 2 Corinthians 1, if you want to turn, you can. But 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. Time is escaping here. Um, It says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, Who comforteth us in all our tribulation. Not from all our tribulation. In all our tribulation. And this is what it says. That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Here's what I'm saying. Paul says through the Holy Spirit. I'm going through this heartache and this trouble. God has comforted me. I'm using this comfort in someone else's life. And maybe, just maybe, it's not all about you. Maybe God is allowing you to walk this path so you can help bear someone else's burden who's going through that same thing. I've seen it. I've seen it as a pastor. I remember going through some difficult times, and then I had this pastor friend me call. Let's go out to you. That's okay. And he gives me this situation and this problem, and I said, brother, I've just been through it. I can help you. You know what I'm saying? And, and see, that pillow became a pillar what it is. In life's greatest hardships, our focus needs to be the glory of God and not our deliverance. Amen. We just want to get out, get out, get out, get me from out. I prayed this after my heart attack. Lord, don't waste this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not spiritual, trust me. I, I just, don't waste this. Use it for your glory, Amen. and maybe tonight you got to pray that, Lord, don't waste this trial. <laughs> Just somehow bring some good out of this thing. And maybe I could be using, Maybe I could use this some somebody else's life. We know that verse in Romans eight twenty eight, right? All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. The all things. Now, the all things are not good, right? We we can attest to that in our own life. All things are not good, but they work together for good. It wasn't good what happened to Joseph. It wasn't good uh, with Naomi having to bury children. That's not good. But God brings it around. I, uh, I like to make bagels. And no, I'm not taking orders. Uh, no, no orders for bagels, but I like to make homemade bagels. I'm from New York. I used to make them. I love bagels. And so, uh, and uh, I, I want to, it's just kind of like that, that guy in the pickup truck. Yes, this is my truck, and no, I won't help you move. Uh, yes, I make bagels, and no, I won't make any for you. I'm sorry but <clears throat> I guess if he has nice, I will. But anyhow, you got, right, you've heard this illustration. You got flour, right? You just eat that alone. <coughs> right. Or salt, you know, just just down some salt. <laughs> Uh, Yeast, powdered yeast, you take a teaspoon of that, it tastes pretty good, does it? No. Uh, Liquid malt, no. But you mix all these things together and put some water and boil them and bake them, and you got some good New York bagels, New York-style bagels. All things were not good on their own, but they work together for good. They come out that way, you see. That's how the Lord works in that. That's how it's done. And only the Lord can do that. Let me show you this verse. Right here, Genesis, get back to Genesis 28 if you're not there. We're almost done here. Um, the Bible says in Isaiah 61, three, Isaiah 61.3, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. Isn't that the Lord? You got some ashes today. You got a pillow. You bring it to him, man, and let him bring some beauty out of it. Beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaven. It just trades it off, the pillow to the pillar. It says that he might be glorified, Isaiah 61. That He might be glorified. That's what we want. We want God to be glorified through all of our problems. Now, look at verse 22 of Genesis 28. And this stone, remember that pillow, which became a pillar. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will give thee the tenth unto thee. I love that. He takes that same stone and he sets it up. Now this is God's house. Now this is a place where God can be worshipped and God can be glorified. And at the end of the day, that's what we want. So this pillow of trouble and stone became a pillar of worship. And then it became a place for God to be glorified. The greatest example we will not develop, of course, is the cross. Though God sent his only begotten son, man killed him. Evil, the cross, good. Brought good out of evil, you see. Man's worst, God's best. A couple things I want to say I'm going to be done. Watch this even. Oh, that's pretty good. Doesn't mean a whole, but anyhow, so. Number one, just just closing now, just some conclusions. God's not in a hurry. I'm serious. It took Joseph years to see, years to see that's what God was doing. And that may be what you have to, it just may be years. And say, I get it now. I see what he did. Be patient. He does not go by the Gregorian calendar or the Greenwich, England time. God's always on time, does what's best, his time frame. Be patient, be trusting. you got to trust him through it. Seems easy, but what is trust to lean on? Lean not. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not. Lean. Rest. So rest. Trust in God to work it out. And this is what Jacob's problem was. I just wanted to share this with you. Don't put an if where God put an I will. If you do this, if you do that, no, no. It's going to help your Christian life. Don't put an if where God put an I will. I wonder this evening if you'd say, man, i got some problems. But I want God to get, good, get glory out of it. Maybe you'd come to the altar and just say, God, I just want you to get glory out of it. I don't know what you're doing, but earth is for trust and heaven is for understanding. I just want to give it to you, and I just want to give you my ashes. Would you bring some beauty out of it? Why don't we stand, please, and I'll pray, and Pastor Paul will come, and Pastor John, uh, Brother John will come. And we all have burdens and heartaches. We've all pillowed our heads on these fear and loss and failure in these things. We just need to pray, God, make it a pillar of worship. Show up in this thing. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much as we've sung about and said for your greatness. And may we be overwhelmed with you and underwhelmed with our problems. May you help us tonight even bring our ashes to you that you could bring some beauty. The spirit of heaviness. We bring that, Lord, for the oil of joy you please, God, work in our lives. Help us be patient. Help us be trusting as you bring good out of evil. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Closed. What a great message we've heard tonight. A great reminder. An encouraging message. I think it's interesting that that whole time, it was just Jacob and God. The truth of the matter is, whatever you're going through, might just be you and God. Nothing changed halfway through that. Jacob took those pillows and made a pillar and began to worship. If you remember, David encouraged himself in the Lord. And there may be something that you're going through that nobody really understands. Maybe nobody even knows that it's going on. It's you and God. Well, this altar is open tonight. We're going to take a few moments so first Sunday of 2020. Maybe you came in here tonight tired, discouraged, ready to throw in the towel. Oh, a reminder, of God's presence and God's promises. And what he's doing today is on purpose. And he knows the weight that you take. And his desire is for you to come forth as gold. Brother John's gonna play a song. The altar's open, boy if you need to do business with God, you come do business with God.
1: O oh, blessed Father and sanctify salvation wrought. thy blood hath pardoned bought for me and glorified I too shall be.
2: Lord, we thank you for your word. I thank you for the promises, Lord, that you give us that in the most difficult days that we have here, Father, you're still there. You're still working, you're working things for our good, your glory, and Lord. In the difficult days and the days where we want to give up, Father, I pray that you'll bring this message back to our memory. That Father, we can take those pillows and make them a pillar and just beg you to show yourself to us. Oh, we're so thankful that you don't just create us and leave us, but Father, you're here every step of the way, guiding us and leading us desiring a relationship with us. And Father, I pray you use this message, Lord, to encourage years down the road. We'll give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor, thank you so much for that message tonight. You helped our church. What a blessing. Amen. We get our ushers to come. We'll go ahead and uh, get ready to take our offering. I'll say this, we've uh, closed the books for 2019, and God gave us a great great year. On January 19th, we'll have our victory report of all that God did. But thank you for your giving. Let's start the year strong. Uh, You may be seated. Gentlemen, go ahead and take the offering. Brother Mills is going to come with our memory verse, and then Brother John will come as well with some announcements.
4: Don't you just love God's Word? Amen. So much encouragement and God's word, and he really gives us a path to the things of our heart. And that's where our Bible memory verse comes from this week. From Psalm 37, verses 4 and 5, it says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. You see, what God wants to do are the things that just make your heart overflow. When he's first in your heart, it will come to pass. Our scripture memory verses are available at the door as you leave this evening. I encourage you to take one, meditate on it this week. God bless you.
1: well have you been blessed in the house of the lord today say amen Amen. if you're thankful to be saved today say amen Amen. are you thankful for church family and pastors coming back this week someone say amen. amen what a blessing to be part of community bible baptist church thank you brother for feeding us well thank you brother for feeding us well it's been good today i'm thankful I'm thankful. Our first basketball games for our school, everybody say, woo-hoo! woo-hoo. January 17th, Friday. It's away at Westgate. Girls play at four, guys to follow. Pastor Sunday School, we've been announcing this for about four years now. If you want to have a sit-down Sunday school with Pastor and Miss Valerie, sign up in the coffee shop. That's a one-week thing. Power Source Prayer Team, Brother David, have we had a few people to fill in yet? We need a couple more still, okay? Power, source, prayer, team, men. Please see Brother David Hall so we can uh, fill in those two spots to pray every few, really, weeks at this point. It's not often. It's like once every two months to pray while preacher is preaching. What an honor. So please see him tonight. Let's get those two filled tonight. That's embarrassing for me. Let's get those two spots filled tonight. Someone say amen. 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 Men's Prayer Breakfast, Saturday, January 25th at 9 a.m. And let's pray for the Guffies and the rest of the youth group staff as they take our teen group this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to a winter retreat. I don't know if the teens need more prayer or the adults taking them. Amen. Safety, unity, and spiritual growth.
2: A couple more announcements that we need to go over. Um, That weren't on the list January 18th at 9 a.m. January 18th we're going to have a life planning day and it's going to be here at the church. We're going to serve a breakfast and then we're going to have some people that we've invited to come. And this is a day that we have set up for you to help you get some things in order. Um, As we deal with people who uh, go through loss, we deal with people who go through some things, we find out that not everybody has everything in order uh, when it comes to their wills, when it comes to their trust, when it comes to their power of attorney, when it comes to uh, planning their funeral, when it comes to investments, all of these types of things. It tends to be one of those things that we put on the back burner and say, well, I'm going to get to that and uh we don't get to it so we're gonna have a life planning day it's not just gonna be a time of this and so we want everybody to come everybody to be a part of it we're gonna have uh food we're gonna have music we'll have a good time it's gonna be a great time of fellowship but we are gonna have a lawyer here that can help you get uh things set up and go over a few things we're gonna have a funeral director here i know that doesn't sound fun but it'll help your family if something were to happen to you um, we're going to have a financial specialist, an insurance specialist, and we want to help you get set up if you haven't if you're not set up. Uh, maybe there's some changes that you need to make, all of those type of things. So that is on the 19th of January or the 18th of January, right here at nine o'clock in the morning. And then our last announcement, uh, five years ago I taught through a series of um, I talked through a series called The Message in the Miracles, and with the help of Brother Monroe, we have put that series on paper, and tonight, a limited supply is in the back. If you'd like to buy a copy of this, this is a Jabez project for me, and uh, get it while supplies last, all right? Well, thank you so much for being here today. Let's go out. Yes, sir. Women of Roof, Roof Tuesday. Anybody else have something that wasn't announced? Anybody at all? Going, going, going. God bless you. Let's go be the church. Let's get all in. God bless you. You are dismissed.